Hello everyone. Welcome to the Find Strength Within podcast. This is your host Mohan Krishnan. Always had a question, how do the successful people make it? Mm, how do I get motivated? What are the life hacks to get to the top quickly? Well, I can't guarantee you I can help you with all the above questions. But all I can say is I can try. With this good hope, let's start our episode. Hope you all enjoy it. Today we have a very special guest. It's Kavya Rajendra. Kavya happens to be a very good friend of mine. A passionate civil service aspirant and a very very positive person who loves to spread out pure positivity around her always. On this episode of Find Strength Within podcast, with the theme Unsung Hero, I take this opportunity to welcome Kavya Rajendra. Thank you so much, Juan. I think you've been uh, too kind with the introduction. I'm so glad that I'm able to do this for you. Thanks, uh, Kavya. So, uh, with the theme of Unsung Heroes, Kavya happens to be one of the best examples of this category. Uh, she represents thousands of uh, aspirants who want to join the civil service every year. To the listeners who didn't know how tough the civil service exam is, how much determination, how much dedication is required, we have Kavya to talk about it. So, I'll just ask you basic questions uh, on this and you will give us answer. Sure, I'll do the best I can. How did the civil service journey actually start? I know, we know it's a very ambitious line, uh, very tough, uh, very, very persistent in that journey. Right? Take us through the journey from the start. Yeah. So, um, I have always, like always meaning from the time, from the time that I can recollect I had any memory. Uh, I've always wanted to be a civil servant, and def and and I definitely wanted to be an IS officer, not anything else. And that just started because uh, you also know that both my parents are civil servants, and um, since neither of them is an IS officer, I always wanted to be one step ahead of them, and that's how it started. Uh, from second standard, maybe I just didn't even know what I'd do or what it would be, but I I knew I wanted to be uh, an IS officer. Uh, but over the years, as I could, uh, you know, identify what the profession is, what I would be actually doing as a civil servant or as an IS officer, I also started relating myself and my characteristics to that profession. What I, what I'm passionate about, what are the things that I like. Then I, I, I realized that this is it. Like in concrete, uh, I know for sure that this is what I want to do. Molded because of my parents and that's how I want to be in civil servant. Yeah. It's really nice to hear about that. But just talk us through the numbers, right? Um, you know, civil service exam is one of the toughest exams in the world, I guess. There are lots of people applying it. Uh, so many people clear it. Uh, like Great. the prelims and then, then the next step is grades and then we have the interviews. So just give us a rough idea about uh, how, how the numbers are playing and so that listeners will understand the magnitude of uh, what the civil service exam is. Okay, sure. So... It is undoubtedly one of the most competitive exams in the world. Not not in the city, not in the country, in the world. It is undoubtedly one of the most competitive exams. And just like you said, it's surely because of the numbers. Um, if I have to give you a rough idea, then uh, there are three stages in this exam. One is the preliminary stage and then the mains and then the interview. And the number of applicants of the applications that come in uh, for the preliminary stage is in lakhs. It's in it's about eight to ten lakh people who apply every year for the exam. And from here, uh, 
uh, once you clear the first stage, which is the preliminary level, about ten thousand or so get selected to the next level, which is the mains examination. After the mains, the third level is the interview, and for the interview, they select maybe around uh, two two people will be selected to be appointed for that single seat. That ratio would be one is to two or one is to three maximum. So maybe around three, two to three thousand people go to the interview, and then from there. Only about eight uh, hundred people or so get in. So, if you want to tell me the uh, tell you the out outright figure, then it's probably from ten lakhs down to about eight hundred or nine hundred. Yeah, yes. at the most. Generally, how does the what's the routine of a civil service aspirant? Right, uh, like they say that you'll have to have a newspaper as your breakfast, and uh, <laughs> it's always books, books, books. Talk through how your day actually goes. So yes, uh, like I said already, Mohan, it is uh, a very competitive exam. Okay, and which means it requires a certain amount of dedication, maybe a little more than your regular exams. It's not an exam that you can study for a day or a month in advance. But having said that, I think everybody has a different level of aptitude, a different kind of approach, and a different requirement. There are some people who do say. I mean, some people will just. Or say blanket twelve hours, fourteen hours, which I don't think uh, is necessary. Uh, that is absolutely something that you can't sustain for a for a whole year because this exam spans for a whole year. And if you're going to be studying twelve, fourteen hours for a whole year, I, I mean, I'm saying only the exam spans for a year, but the preparation spans for another year. So if I'm preparing from today, I will be preparing for next uh, year's exam. So I'll be preparing an entire year. Plus another year of duration of the exam, so it has to be very practical. Uh, I think more than the amount of time or the amount of effort uh, that somebody is going to put into the exam, it has to be uh, more discipline. I think whether it is five hours or eight hours or ten hours that somebody is stu- studying for the exam, uh, it's important that they sustain that or they know that they can sustain it for the entire year. Uh, so everybody's routine will differ. It does not. Yes, of course, you will be making some sacrifices, um, but it does not mean that you give up entirely on the rest of your life. It is just a part of your life, uh, like every other part of your life, and it is something that you choose to do. And I think when you choose to do something, you do it with with love towards it, and it wouldn't feel like a burden. In general, if you ask me what my routine is like, initially, uh, I was this person who was uh, very, very strict with timings, and I. Generally, I'm a perfectionist. I mean, in, I think I am a perfectionist, or I want to be a perfectionist. But that kind of attitude doesn't help you because you'll never finish something completely, and you cannot expect yourself to perfect it. You just need to make sure that you have touched everything because tomorrow you don't know what will come in the exam. So more than knowing only one thing completely, it's important to know a little bit of everything, at least, or at least know everything roughly. So more than Uh, perfection. I think if you have a set timetable, uh, and a set routine, uh, and a set, uh, strategy, and a set portion, uh, that you know this much I have to complete today, then irrespective of whether or not I do that completely or I do that properly, I'll make sure that I do it. Otherwise, you'll go on doing it again and again and again. I think there is no uh, one way to do this, and uh, I guess I mean I have been one of the aspirants among many people who initially used to just blindly follow anything that a topper said. I don't think that's the way to go, because yeah. what works for one person necessarily yeah. doesn't work for another, right? So yeah. 
so yeah so that happens and but you know that is just upsc upsc is the is for people who don't know upsc is the uh, commission which uh, organizes the exam which conducts the civil service examinations so upsc it, this is upsc's way of um, level making it a level playing ground you know so that everybody starts from the beginning and nobody has an advantage but yeah of course it's a disadvantage to people who have been in this for too long and just uh, don't want to you know do this all over again but that's the way it is i've heard of people who sat like for one full year and they're like uh, yeah. after the end of the year they'll be like uh, no i don't think i'm going to write this year this attending for <laughs> which uh, and uh, they'll go like they'll go for another full year to finish and write the next year I was really like crazy. What what's wrong with you? Spent for two years to prepare, and where have you got so much uh, level of this persistence in your head? How do you do that? Talk us to that uh, mindset of an aspirant. Yeah. Okay. And uh, speaking about the kind of mindset of the people who uh, you know give an entire year to preparing and then decide not to write the exam. Well, I think that is the mindset which makes you feel like I have not studied enough. so let me not do this i'll be wasting my time okay but i don't think this is i mean it's a very personal um, opinion but i don't think that's the way to go because like i already told you in the beginning you will never feel like you've completed the portions you will never this is the syllabus is everything it's everything under the sun okay uh, so you will never feel like i have completed i i am perfect and i'm going to go and do this I would personally feel uh, it's important to go and take a shot because you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. But if you even if you take one bad shot, you probably will make it through, right? Yeah. So I don't think uh, leaving out an attempt or thinking that oh next year I'll do better is a way to go. At least not in the first few attempts. Of course, I understand if you're in your last two attempts or so and you think you cannot waste it, then it makes sense maybe. Yeah. But not in the beginning, not at all. So my next question now uh, comes uh, with positivity, right? Uh, yeah. You've had a lot of positivity around yourself always, right? Like the conversations I have with you. How do you do that every single day? Like uh, it's so tough to be positive, right? Like how do you maintain it? Because I told you this is such a long journey that you really can't afford negativity. You know, there is already so much and enough uh, on your head. Uh, you know what are people telling me? What are people talking about me? Oh my God, it's been so many years. She doesn't have a job. Uh, she's a civil servant's daughter. She hasn't even cleared the exam. So there is enough and more that is happening around you that you don't uh, need to go looking for it. And it's important for you to go dig a lot of positive things. Like I've made it a discipline to read a positive quote every day. Made it a discipline to read uh, books that inculcate discipline or develop good habits. Made it, uh, you know, a habit to definitely do some form of workout or the other a day because it makes you feel good. So these are things that I just develop over time, and it is important to surround yourself with positivity. Otherwise, it will distract you. Negativity distracts and drains you, right? So my next question actually comes with the answer. Obvious, right? Uh, peer pressure. How do you handle it, right? Like uh, people of our age are getting married. Uh, with successful jobs in big corporates, they're getting awards. But how do you maintain that balance, right? Like it's natural, right? Like uh, you kind of compare yourself with uh, people. So how do you mm. maintain that? That's number one. 
Number two mm-hmm. is uh, about the society. The society has some standards, right? Twenty uh, fourth, okay, that's that's the time you got. You have to get a job next. Twenty six, twenty eight, you have to get married, right? Uh, they have some set of standards. Mm-hmm. How do you bypass all of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Obviously, a very relevant question. It hasn't been easy, Mohan. To be honest with you, it hasn't been an easy journey at all. If I have to rewind a little bit about my few years into this, when I started off, uh, when I when I was preparing for my first attempt, I was super confident, super confident, not overconfident, but definitely super confident that uh, I know I can clear this exam. I know I have the caliber. I definitely have the resources, the support. the academic help everything that i need uh, in terms of facility i have it and i definitely have the will which is the most important thing i have the will to clear this exam and so there is nothing that can stop me but that was my biggest mistake the fact that there is nothing that can stop me was my biggest um, uh, misconception because there are so many things that come in your way so many distractions uh so many negative thoughts so many people to tell you that it is hard so much of and that time you're just a child right like compared to now in when you were 21 years old you were a child and i'm uh, i'm a student like throughout school i have always been extremely good at my studies and everything i never thought studies or something related to studies would be something that will leave me or let me down but one thing uh, that you said about how you look at your friends and then you realize that they have come ahead so much in life and uh you know so many things that have happened to them whether it is uh, marriage or children or uh, successful in their career and you have done none of those things yet and god only knows when and you don't even know like it's not even in the near future that you are thinking of marriage or children you study wonder really it had shattered my overconfidence or super confidence that i had um, in the beginning and uh, there were few years where i just cried and cried and cried thinking oh god what is this happening to me and what am i stuck in have i chosen the wrong thing am i doing the wrong thing am i not capable of this is it not in my caliber but those are the formative years like the first year is your super confident year when you're so naive and you think you can do everything and nobody's better than you the second and third year are your doubting years when you wonder oh my god and now i'm at a point where i have realized that the only difference uh between somebody who has who have either gotten married or have children or uh, are employed or they are in a very good job or earning very well the only difference between them and me is that there is a certification uh in terms of society to their success and there is no tangible way of telling you that i have also grown in these years there is no tangible way of showing the society that i have also learned i have also developed and there is something that i have achieved which is a latent form which has not translated that's it it has not translated to anything concrete that's it and so today my my definition of success is not giving up i think that's as good as succeeding when you don't give up you are still succeeding and as long as you are competition with yourself i think you can go to sleep very 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 peacefully and wake up every day If you are better the next day than you were the previous day, then you win every day. I think that's all it is, and it's got nothing to do with uh, other people. <laughs> I'm just blown by this answer. Seriously, like <laughs> next next level gyan I've got. Like it's like <laughs> watching one full year of motivational uh, talks. I'm just getting <laughs> like uh, I just got in the last few minutes. That's 
mind blowing kaviya i have huge respect for you on that and and your answers are brilliant right like you have so much clarity in what you're speaking that's and that's as you said it doesn't come like with just one year of preparation right it's it's the journey what you've gone through so much of ups yeah, and downs seriously hats off to you on that let's take a little uh, back step right uh, you are in chennai mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. you go to delhi prepare the delhi sometime you know now you're mm-hmm. in bangalore you're in mm-hmm. three different cities uh, how one is how is the culture culture changed you or uh, like how does it actually affect the civil service aspirant which city you are the, the preparation is going mm. to be the same or how has it changed you as a person or mm. this is more of a person question right like how has it yeah. actually changed you as a person and uh, what are the key takeaways from each city yeah you i was in chennai i mean i have completely been uh, brought up in chennai only i think uh, for 20 to 23 years of my life i've been in chennai after my first attempt in the civil services i did not clear civil services that year but i cleared uh, the state services the preliminary level and i also got a job i had also cleared the armed police crps and i had got a call to the interview and then i had also cleared the um, uh, state bank of india exam as a probationary officer and as i told you i was super confident that year that um, i am capable of civil services like just imagine if i did not even this is my mind process that year that even if i did not even prepare for any of these exam but i cleared all of them so it's just a little more hard work and i can clear civil services yeah. so um i remember my father told me uh, not to uh, you know take up uh, the uh, crpf simply because he said if your aim is not that don't waste it you know if you know that you may join in leaps then don't do that but uh, my mother was keen that at least i take up something so i took up the job as a probationary officer in uh, state bank of india and i studied while i i in fact stayed away from home i went and st- stayed in a hostel near the office uh, i stu- in chennai only i studied um, while i was working and i did not clear that at all so so uh, after that my father said i missed it by a very very small margin that is so my father said you go to delhi because he had prepared in delhi he said you go to delhi the atmosphere is a little different obviously because that is the capital of india the presence of the government and officers is more and people are more aware in terms of civil services students are more aware there is a whole hub there is a whole area like you have indranagar gandhinagar there is a whole area uh, dedicated to civil services called old rajendra rajendranagar in uh, delhi and uh, that's where i had gone to stay and i did it only because of my father i was very reluctant i've never left uh, my parents before i'm the only daughter i've never left them before and i was always a good child i've never done anything wrong or never not studied i told them i don't need to go away and study you know but he was very insistent in fact he came and dropped me unfortunately uh, within 10 days after that he passed away and i wasn't even there um, my mother and him were there in chennai and he passed away and that was a big hit that was such a big a uh, big blow to me i i know that in my heart i felt i should stay back there and uh, complete what he said i should complete but i was not able to emotionally i was gone shattered gone um and that year was a terrible year for me mohan in uh, delhi uh, but oh, i over i overcame that eventually uh and uh, I, uh, fortunately the people in delhi are a really good really kind of course there was a big major cultural difference uh it's a much open culture when compared to chennai uh, we are we are more we are more you know 
focused on education and less focused on things like superficial things which we may say but things that do matter like appearance of presentation i learned those factors uh, when i was in delhi i learned to be independent of course because i have been away uh, and I, although i have studied hindi in school i was never fluent in hindi but i developed the skill to speak and today i speak hindi like uh, somebody from delhi yeah. uh, so culturally of course uh, there was this uh, what what is the mindset of people uh, in the north india what do they perceive of you because uh, sometimes sometimes i feel we in the we especially from chennai we feel uh, that north indians are a certain way and uh, you know they don't like south indians and they discriminate and this and that. but that's that was not true in my case in fact they were very kind they were very warm people uh, if you in fact if you are from chennai they like you so much i don't know whether it is that chennai express wala uh, you know effect when they like you so much uh, i had a good time of course i have also had a very very rough first uh, you know 7 8 months but i had a good time otherwise and rajendra nagar is def- a definite must visit for every civil service aspirant even if you don't stay there uh, the kind of competition the kind of resources uh, you you realize what you are preparing for when you go there so that was um, my delhi phase and then i came to bangalore because i as well as my mother we both got a job in bangalore her posting was here i worked in byju's for uh, for a year now um bangalore was no different from chennai except for the weather uh, it's just a better uh, chennai in terms of the weather that's all otherwise bangalore is not uh, very different of course bangalore taught me kannada and now i speak kannada also so i think languages has been the big plus ஒரு <laughs> Our media and society is uh, always, uh, you know, they always glorify the goal. Yes. Whenever a person succeeds, succeeds right? Uh, we talk a lot, talk a lot about them. But uh, there are a lot of unsung heroes, right? Uh, so your example also, like I never knew so many of so much happened in your life. That's really sad and also uh, a good lesson to show us that uh, how grateful you should be in life. Yeah, yeah I think gratitude is the most important. You're right. So. Uh, one more main important aspect right like with this uh, covid situation and uh, mm. there's a lot of emphasis given on mental health how do you think a person has to maintain that proper mental health that right? is that's the need of the heart people are going crazy mm. sitting at home uh, there's a lot of negative news you see on the news uh, people mm. are dying there are no hospital beds so people are rushing mm. for medicines nobody the mental health is gone for us What is your opinion on how to maintain a very good mental health, and what is your mm. take on it? Oh well, I think um, Mohan, over the years now, recently, very recently, um, mental health has taken center stage. Uh, good, I mean, it's a good thing. A lot of people have realized the importance of mental health. Uh, earlier, people would just, uh, you know, brush it off as just you know some bad day or something like that. It necess- it isn't. It is a necessary. It's also a form of illness. Uh, but having said that. it is something that we can make sure uh, doesn't affect us too much it is something that we can work on for sure two things i think gratitude and acceptance these are things that we have to make a part of us a part of our life 
it may seem silly at first to wake up in the morning and say oh god thank you for the air and thank you for the food and thank you for these leaves or trees or anything but over time you realize that when you start saying these thank you even if you don't mean it initially if if you just wake up every morning and force yourself to think of three things that you are grateful for you will realize that the rest of your day goes remembering that there is something to be grateful for i am not at a loss and in terms of uh the situation around us acceptance is very important accepting that this is reality not trying to escape it but realizing that this is what it is and what can i do to make the best of what i have today what can i do uh you know to share what i have make sure that i am grateful and i'm showing gratitude or talking to the people i love or uh, making sure that i'm kind being kind The, these things are these are very 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 small very basic things what we probably learned as children like be kind and say thank you and please and all that but we just recited it like poems i think it's time to stop reciting them and start imbibing them i think it's important um to wake up and sleep every every day and night uh thanking thanking god or whoever that is that you believe in I think if you wake up in the morning and see everybody in your family alive and happy, I think that's one thing to always be grateful for. So definitely, uh, the simplest things. I don't think uh, this answer comes in any magnanimity. It's all simplest things um, that uh, you know. If you practice over time, you'll realize they actually have a huge impact. Yeah, that's what it is. Thanks a lot for this answer. It actually opens my eyes to you know, <laughs> the two words of gratitude and uh, acceptance. the yeah i guess we've actually come to the end of the episode whatever questions i have right uh, i just wanted to and uh, your answers were crystal clear i i seriously thoroughly floored by your answers was really a pleasure <laughs> talking to you so kind mohan i no, no, and thank you for featuring me here first of all and allowing me to speak that's all i can say to you uh i wish you very Best uh, this result examination by the way you can clear it and uh, because uh, our country needs uh, vibrant people like you at the top right uh, so really right <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you Mohan thank you so much thanks so much okay uh, thanks guys for listening thanks a lot for spending your valuable time listening to our podcast it was indeed pleasure having you here. If you like this episode please rate review and subscribe to our podcast find strength within I'm constantly looking out for feedback from my listeners if you'd like to reach out to me you can contact me on my instagram handle m o h a n r a n g t h a l e or shoot out an email to m o h a n r a n g t h a l e at @gmail.com So excited to see you back on the next episode. Take care, stay safe, namaste.